the challenges we see on Facebook. Just a bit of fun, a way to share of yourself to your friends. As I record this, the latest challenge on Facebook is sweeping the social platform. Post your photo from 10 years ago next to one from now to show how you've changed in a decade. Sounds like fun. Everybody is doing it. But when you challenge the challenge by applying some in common sense, you might not want to play along. Welcome to Uncommon Sense. I'm Randy Cassingham. We never know where these things start. Someone gets an idea, posts it, and it resonates with their friends. They post it too, and with the seven degrees of separation concept fully engaged, before long, everyone sees it. At least, everyone on that particular social platform. Although, such challenges can spread between platforms too. This one seems to be running on Instagram also, which is a subsidiary of Facebook, and Twitter, which isn't a subsidiary of Facebook. Yet. No, I'm not talking about the incredibly obliviotic bird box challenge that's also been going on lately. That's based on the horror film Bird Box, a Netflix original released in December about people driven to suicide by seeing something. So the characters blindfold themselves as they move around. A cinematic exploration of the blind leading the blind. Great, in our monkey-see-monkey-do culture. Indeed, the bird-brained online challenge is to do it in real life. What could be the harm in that? Well, in Layton, Utah, a 17-year-old girl tried it while driving a pickup truck with another teen in the passenger seat. Of course you know what happened. She ended up losing control of her car and skidded into the westbound lanes of Layton Parkway, said Police Lieutenant Travis Lyman, and hit another car and ended up hitting a light pole as well. The only thing the lieutenant got wrong? The girl didn't end up losing control. Once she covered her eyes while behind the wheel of a moving vehicle, she didn't have any control to lose. The only astounding twist to this story is that no one was injured, though the police have asked the district attorney's office to charge the girl with reckless driving. There are photos of the aftermath on the show page, which the police in the pretty small town in Utah between Salt Lake City and Ogden posted on Twitter. So, as you can understand, there's no challenge so outrageous that someone won't agree to try it. With that in mind, the 10-year photo challenge sweeping Facebook seems pretty tame. Post a photo of yourself from 10 years ago next to one of you now. But someone thought about the 10-year photo challenge. On January 12th, Kate O'Neill posted this on Twitter. In words, not in a photo. Me 10 years ago probably would have played along with the profile picture aging meme going around on Facebook and Instagram. Me now ponders how all this data could be mined to train facial recognition algorithms on age progression and age recognition. She called it a semi-sarcastic and flippant tweet, but it woke a lot of people up. Here's her theory. Imagine that you wanted to train 
a facial recognition algorithm on age-related characteristics and, more specifically, on age progression. For example, how people are likely to look as they get older. Ideally, you'd want a broad and rigorous data set with lots of people's pictures. It would help if you knew they were taken a fixed number of years apart, say, 10 years. Of course, she understands that in most cases, these photos are already posted on Facebook. And Facebook knows the exact date and time they were uploaded. So is this a plausible scenario? Or is she just being paranoid? My intent wasn't to claim that the meme is inherently dangerous, she said, but I knew the facial recognition scenario was broadly plausible and indicative of a trend that people should be aware of. It's worth considering the depth and breadth of the personal data we share without reservations. Clearly, a fun challenge is a great way to get people to post photos of themselves clearly labeled with dates. In other words, O'Neill says, it would help if you had a clean, simple, helpfully labeled set of then and now photos to feed such an algorithm. And it's definitely not paranoia when you consider Facebook's history. Let's start with Facebook's denial over this particular challenge. Quote, Facebook did not start this trend and the meme uses photos that already exist on Facebook. Facebook gains nothing from this meme besides reminding us of the questionable fashion trends of 2009. As a reminder, Facebook users can choose to turn facial recognition on or off at any time. So what do I mean about Facebook's history? In 2009, Facebook wasn't concentrating on your questionable fashion choices. The Federal Trade Commission found that Facebook made public information that its users had specifically marked private on their Facebook pages. Facebook said all the right things about your private information being private, but that was a lie. They allowed advertisers to access personally identifiable information even though the company, quote, long maintained that it does not share personal data with advertisers, the New York Times reported at the time. The FTC didn't find Facebook, but in a 2011 consent decree, Facebook agreed to keep private the information you posted marked friends only unless it had prior affirmative express consent from users to share their information or it would submit to a penalty of $16,000 a day for each count of breaches in its privacy guarantees, which, multiplied by the hundreds of millions of Facebook users, could possibly put the company on the hook for billions of dollars in fines. Upon signing this agreement, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg posted a massive mea culpa saying that his company made, quote, a bunch of mistakes in letting advertisers have such private information. Facebook has always been committed to being transparent about the information you have stored with us, he wrote on the site, and we have led the internet in building tools to give people the ability to see and control what they share. Uh-huh. Commenting on the FTC order, Mark Rotenberg, the executive director of the Electronic Privacy Information Center, or EPIC, which, among other organizations, filed the complaint with the FTC, which led to its investigation of Facebook, said, 
we do not have in the United States a comprehensive privacy framework, there is always a risk other companies will come along and create new problems. Who needs other companies to come along? Despite the 2011 consent decree, Facebook has been caught with its pants down again and again since then. Remember the Cambridge Analytica scandal? That company was not only behind the passage of the UK's Brexit referendum to leave the European Union, but its harvested data was used to target misinformation to voters in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The company got huge volumes of personal information about Facebook users who did not give any such affirmative express consent. There have been other privacy breaches at Facebook. I'll link to a report from Tech Republic that outlines some of the bigger ones. So when Facebook, in their denial that they started the photo challenge, didn't deny, they were harvesting the data now that it's posted. Facebook users can choose to turn facial recognition on or off at any time, their statement said. But since when has Facebook followed its own promises in regards to your privacy? But this begs the question, who the heck is Kate O'Neill? You might think she's a highly experienced online security expert. She isn't. She's a corporate speaker on topics like tech humanism, how data and technology shape the future of meaningful human experiences, and an author, most recently of the book Tech Humanist, How You Can Make Technology Better for Business and Better for Humans. And that's why I'm talking about this. You don't have to be an online security expert to see how Facebook might capitalize on your private photographs once you post them to Facebook or someone else does. Facebook can and probably will exploit them to the fullest whether or not that violates your privacy just as we've seen them do again and again. Yet, despite the way this sounds, this isn't really meant to be a diatribe against Facebook. Rather, it's what happens when you take a step back and think about the implications of an online challenge. In his book, 1984, George Orwell worried about government being a big brother who watches our every move in a bid to control humanity. Well, we did a pretty good job of keeping government out of our business, but we haven't done much to keep corporations out of our business, as Epic's Mark Rotenberg pointed out. Kate O'Neill applied uncommon sense to a seemingly fun online viral challenge. But the real challenge is to you to think about the implications of what you post online. It sure has me thinking about it. While I didn't participate in the photo challenge, I know I've certainly shared too much information online. Information that big companies never forget. But thanks to O'Neill's wake-up call based entirely on her own uncommon sense mixed with her society and technology background, a lot of people are waking up to how pretty innocent-sounding fun things online have very broad and sometimes very dark implications. One last thing. How did I find out about O'Neill's wake-up call? After her tweet started, as she put it, to pick up traction, she wrote an opinion piece for Wired magazine titled, Facebook's 10-year challenge is just a harmless meme, right? Wired posted it on their site on January 16th. 
A few hours later, while perusing the suggested articles in the Google app on my phone while eating lunch, Google suggested that article to me because it knows I'm interested in the intersection of technology and culture, which says something huge right there. Google, or really its algorithms, which have no ethics or conscience, knew I'd be interested in that. We don't have a big brother. We have a lot of them. And they're watching. Think about that. You can comment on this episode and see the links to my sources, including O'Neill's opinion piece, at thisistrue.com slash podcast18. I'm Randy Cassingham, and I'll talk at you later.